Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which can be honey sweet, which can be vinegary, which can be, I mean, like balsamic, you know, like really aged or, but at the end of the day, because this is how balsamic is, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi, we're here talking the last two episodes which is episode 12 and 13 of this season four of love is blind season 12 i'm sorry episode 12 is called eternal bliss and of course episode 13 lucky 13 the reunion honey the reunion so um obviously 12 is the rest of the weddings and as we already said the 13 is the reunion of the tell-all and as we're recording this we know that some things went down like for instance, Netflix wanted to have round two of their live events, just like they had for Chris Rock. And so they tried to do a live tell-all for this, and it did not go well, babes. Honey, it did not go well. So they basically had to scrape the whole thing after much ado on Twitter, record it, and then release it. And the reactions of people on Twitter have been hilarious for many different reasons. However, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, as we pick up, my loves, Kwame and Chelsea have gotten themselves to the altar. Wah? Yeah, and we didn't know what they were going to say. It really was kind of up and down on what the answer would be because we truly felt like Kwame was not satisfied with Chelsea because she wasn't Micah and everyone else is like, but Chelsea's great. The way she like looks at you in the eyes and won't make, you know, let go of eye contact is like, she's there in it with you. But he says, yes. And we're all mildly shocked. And then they have like this yay, happy moment and they take pictures and it's like, whatever. Um, so then we move on to <laughs> Paul and Micah. So Micah shows up to the venue and she's got on a, a slide with a poof on the top of it. And um, her girls all have on the same thing, but they're wearing it in black with silk robes. She's got on a white robe. Uh, makeup artists are there. And you would think that a professional makeup artist might do a little bit more for Shelby, but no, it didn't happen for Shelby. Shelby still looks the same. And uh, maybe it's because she's so like ugly on the inside that we have a hard time wanting to root for her. And if you guys don't remember, Shelby is Micah's best friend, the one who doesn't want her to be with Paul, the one who's was wearing that lime green silk outfit on her birthday and doesn't like Paul because he's smart. Yeah, you know, Shelby, you know, it's just that she is in a sea of girls that don't know style. At one point, Micah says in this episode that, you know, like her and Zach, uh, Zach, I forgot her name. Micah's like her, you know, and Paul, Paul, her and Paul are complimentary because like she elevates his style. She says that at one point. And I want to be like, Micah, you have horrible style. You showed up on your wedding day wearing like some like basic bitch, like not even aloe, like Amazon set, like that's like cream ill-fitted with like a puffy jacket. I mean, no, no, you're not elevating his style, honey. Like all your friends cake on their makeup with broken, broken hair. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I don't think that we've known style yet to elevate anyone's style, you know? So yeah, I mean, at the tell, I was like, is she coming here? Is she at the op? Like, we're, I mean, I hate to skip ahead, but she was 
it was a lot of self tanner and you know i don't even know anything about it and i noticed it and yeah. it was a lot of high contour and she had just got her lips refilled it was like a whole situation going on and i was like wow sis like a year later and still making poor choices um yeah. so anyways she says she says something that's really poignant she says that um most people on them on their wedding day know if they're going to get married or not and she didn't know whether she was going to get married or not and that that was a very real thing to to say um there was also a delicious looking charcuterie board i mean it was amazing looking the honey mm. the honeycombs Ooh, you know how sometimes you go out to like wine venues and you get a charcuterie board and it's like expensive and not at all what you expected it to be it's very upsetting <sighs> yeah you know how like you think you're about to get married so you show up to your wedding day but then you end up not getting married it also could be very upsetting wait we forgot to tell that um her mother said something really cool like their mother was like listen people who have known each other for years and get married don't end up staying together so just because you guys haven't known each other for that long doesn't mean you're not going to stay together and then she like admits that she's the only child and like a miracle child and like you know she didn't think her parents so we start to see like micah and i've in that moment felt a little sorry for her because i was like oh you've had some kind of adversity so this like person that we see here who's kind of an asshole like you know maybe it's because you you had to fight to survive or something um and her both her parents come in and she's like really grateful for to them for loving her and her dad's like well we didn't have any choice you're only kid so it was kind of hilarious um and then the whole time paul is like i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna say you know he's talking to his people and every single one of his family members are like you're gonna say yes you did this whole thing like you love her like say yes and he doesn't quite say what it is that's making him not sure um and I completely understood what he was saying in the reunion about why he wasn't with her. But Vanessa, for some reason, Vanessa Lachey, like, wasn't yes. getting it. And I was mad at her because she was like, Ooh, do you understand? Like, anyways, uh, we'll talk I about it. Yeah, Go I know ahead. we will. I'm just, okay, because I just, you know, I'll just, I'm not going to keep that I mean, going. we're allowed to jump around. We're allowed to well, jump around, Chris. This is our, this is our show. If you want to jump around, if I want to jump around, go and do it. You know what just is so funny about that? It's just that it's so funny that, like, Paul was like, yeah, you know, I just didn't really see it like Micah, like, you know, like being really, you know, motherly kind of like that kind of feeling. And Vanessa Lachey like lost her goddamn mind. Meanwhile, Vanessa Lachey, Neri, two seconds ago, just saw a whole goddamn clip show where Micah and Irina are like tee hee heeing and, and hippity hopping all over these fuck like little mean girl rabbits all over this fucking house. Like, yeah, she's not a mother yet. I'm sorry. No, I can see, I can see a world in which Micah isn't mature enough to be a mom or doesn't give off warm like generous vibes like she would put herself uh, you know second for children no i'm sorry micah like i'm look what we saw of you what what part of you and what part of your manipulation tactic tactics have made me feel like you'd be a good mom like you know i just truly i'm not saying you can't get there but what i'm trying to say is i definitely understood what he was saying and but i love 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 my favorite means memes of the night are the memes that are like who you thought were, was going to be the villain of this tell-all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, either Arena or whatever her the fucking blonde, broken-haired friend of Micah is. And then who is the actual villain of the tell-all? Vanessa Lachey, who is trying on every willpower of her morseled body to be either funny or cool or, or on the right side or even had a, have a POV. But it's like every choice she makes in this moment reeks of someone who does not have uh discernment 
Yeah. And when she kept talking about a love is blind baby, I was like, we're in the year 2023. We don't ask couples anymore when they're going to have babies. Are you trying? Yeah. (laughs) To Tiffany, who's like, you know, she was 36 when we started. So, you know, even if she... Whatever, you know, like, it's just a yeah. lot. To ha- yeah, I know. It's a, I, yeah, it's a lot to put on people. You never know what people are going through and to keep bothering people about babies. Like, girl, like, chill the F out. Yeah, she was terrible. Um, she was like, you, she's like a she's 75-year-old Lebanese aunt who's like, are you married yet? When are you going to have kids? You know, just like, you have a kid, bitch. You have a kid then if you want a kid. Get a kid. I don't have to tell you. You can adopt one, foster one, get a puppy. Oh, no, I hate yeah. her so much, you know? Like, and then they really, I mean... It's so interesting because then they gave Nick Lachey the ability to host another talk, another dating reality show on Netflix called The Perfect Match. And it, I am He's happy terrible. people have successes. Like they made terrible. Who are the producers of this show, which is great for them. But at the same time, there are really funny, talented, not famous people out there, honey, that could really use a job yeah he's like it's like i get it why he was hosting things when he was like nick lachey of 98 degrees but like really after that you're no mario lopez you know you you, you're not charismatic enough to do it vanessa runs all over you and when when you do say something you stumble over every word so like i i love it that so many people there was a meme going around that was like can we get somebody else to um do somebody else to host love is blind can we get hall and oats can we get ben and jerry can we get (laughs) butter and jelly can we get they were like naming all the crazy things like tom and jerry like all the duos of like who you should get instead of nick lachey nick and vanessa lachey i mean like nick lachey is so boring i would rather have mark mcgrath remember when mark mcgrath used to be reporting i thought he was great and then he was on big uh big brother so any basically uh you know can we talk about the fact that they finally get to the altar and then micah you know purses her lips and is like the best thing i can do for us is to let you don't <laughs> you know what i'm saying and then it, we have heard this sort of idea before but basically let's tell you this Paul says no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul says, you know, we're not ready for that yet. But Paul has been doing this thing. And he did the same thing with Amber where Paul's will die on the hill. His, his Magna Carta will be what's good for me is good for you. The choice I make for my own happiness is best for your happiness too. Because the idea is if I'm not happy, then we won't be happy if I'm with you. So if I find my bliss, if I find my happiness, uh, you c- it can only be good for you because then you can possibly find yours, which is not a dumb thing to think he is very analytical or whatever. But like often when he breaks up with someone, he'll use that as his like last hurrah or last line to be like, to ease the blow. Like, don't worry, don't worry. Whatever's actually good for me is best for you. And it's like the funniest fucked up thing that like a weird nerdy scientist that like has no idea of like, to say to someone because like if, if someone's breaking up with me and the last thing to say to me is also like oh Chris don't don't worry about it because like I'm actually choosing my happiness and yeah. that is you know in the end gonna be good for you is just such a flippant fuck you thing to say but I- <laughs> what did you think what did you think didn't you think he? I thought he looked cute for the first time at the reunion yeah. I was like yeah. oh you actually look cute 
Yeah, no, I think that he is a very, I think that he's an attractive guy. I'm not attracted to him, but I, this is a perfect example of, I think Paul is incredibly attractive. I'm not attracted to him. Yeah, I think that he's attractive. I'm not attracted to him either. And this was the first time I didn't see, I didn't see it the last time. Um, but, you know, Lachey was like, oh, look at his, look at the heartbreak shirt. Or Vanessa was like, look at his heartbreak shirt or, or like whatever. And um, they talked about the love triangles, but I, I really kind of think that, you know, Micah's saying that you should have told me if the one thing that was keeping us from being together or being married is for me to show more nurturing side of myself, you should have told me. And he's like, I didn't want to tell you that because I don't, I didn't want to have to force you into behaving in a way that's not natural to you. Um, and I'm pretty sure that it is natural to you if you were with somebody who made you feel that way. And I thought that was fair on both sides, honestly, because I think if we lived in a world where there was slim pickings, that I think he would have needed to tell her. If they were older and he was tired of looking and he decided to settle on this person. But the truth is, is that he's like, I'm still young. I could find somebody who's naturally nurturing, who's a slightly better fit than me, than this person here. And I thought that was a fair, fair call out. But she was like, I never knew that I was blindsided because I guess it's been a year, like a full year since that this finished recording. And they dated a little bit afterwards and he never gave her that feedback. He never said, Hey, I need you to be a little bit nurturing. And I understand that because I think like, I think that if I were to get feedback from the men that I have dated, I think they would say something to me that would piss me off. I think they would say something like that to me. Like, Oh, I didn't think that you were nurturing. And I would have been like, well, you're not a baby. So I would not have nurtured you. <laughs> like, or they would have said something like, I don't know. Sometimes I've gotten feedback about myself where I was like, oh yeah, I didn't want to give that to you. So that's a fair call out because you can say I'm not nurturing, but I know that I am to like the, 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 the people and the things, I mean, not every person, but I know that I am. And so for someone to say that you're not that way with me, I would be like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't that way with you. And it's because I didn't want to be. Yeah. I think that I've maybe because I've gotten to a place now, like I don't really care about feedback. Well, I I don't really care so much about feedback. I guess maybe it's good. Like if you're auditions or on dates, it's like, you don't really I mean, you really don't get feedback on dates in a constructive way, unless it's like through a matchmaker and stuff like that. But like, sometimes it would even feels like auditions. It's like, well, if I didn't get it, I didn't get it. <laughs> if I, you know, like if he doesn't, if, you know, if we're not calling each other, or I mean, texting each other, trying to get in touch with each other, trying to see each other again, slash seeing each other again, slash talking well, slash, you know, like slowly, but meaningfully, authentically progressing and connecting. If that's not there, then that's not there. You know, like, I don't know, you know, really what, how to change it at this point. But I think that let's wait, let's, um, let's just finish these stupid couples and go on to this reunion. So basically, as we said, Paul is basically like, absolutely no hell no. And she, you know, she runs away and he runs after her and no one really does anything. And then he chases after her. She's like, don't chase after me. And he like does. And then he like hugs her, but it doesn't really look like that comforting. And then her friends come in. She's like, you should leave. And he does. And then like this raining, raining, raining. And then we get to Tiffany and, um, 
Brett, they get married, guys. I will say yes. Marshall shows to the wedding. I didn't watch it, so you can tell more about it. I didn't watch it. Okay, basically, the only thing that happens is that at one point, Tiffany's mom comes in and is like, hi, baby, and it was so sweet. And then he's like, you know, a fit freak, and his pants are just huge day of. I don't know why or whatever. Like, he's like, this should not be happening. Remember how, like, there was, like, that guy, like, that, like, really well-fitted suit guy who, like, felt like he was, like, you know, knew everything about it. And, like, remember how he said, we'll take care of you because he loved, like, the, you know, like, the fact that Brett liked the way he looked, Brett's pants were huge. And so like, yeah, then this poor like lady has to like, you know, buy the midnight oil, re-sew his pants, but he is happy about it. And uh, they get down the aisle, honey. And I'll say that we really want this for Tiffany, you know, and we get it for Tiffany. And then they talk about how or Nino now she's Mrs. Brown and they're gonna go bone, but later on they don't they tell us they really just didn't bone, they just are jokesters. Well um yeah, and Vanessa Lachey made some weird joke about that they were gonna show that footage and then they didn't show the footage. And she was like, just kidding. And I was like, What? Did you what happened in that moment? <laughs> I honestly her thought process was so disjointed and so frenetic and made me feel like she was like medicated. I'm like, did she like pop an Adderall and do this? And like, I mean, she just is so off. She wasn't, she also wasn't produced well. I'm going to also, I will give her that as well. Like there's one thing all for her to have so many awkward points, which made me feel like she wasn't produced well. Maybe it was the thing that happened. Sorry. Maybe the live event happening, the technical events, but like they have producers that you know what you're going to say, you know, surprising. Yeah. I wish that she had had some like Sean Robinson cards or something. It's like they didn't, they, she was just off the cuff and she would say things and she's like, yeah, we've been sitting here just quiet the whole time. And then it wasn't even that like funny of a joke. And I don't know. She, she needed somebody to help her with her lines and, and keep her on track. Uh, so we then go to Bliss and Paul, Micah, no, Carl, Zach. Zach. Uh, <laughs> we go to Bliss and Zach, and I don't know, girl, I skipped over this too. Like, it gets there, then they get to the aisle, and she says yes, and he says yes. His, Her parents are like, you don't have to do this, or her dad, you don't have to yes. do this. You're the number one choice. And I'm going to say right now, Chris, what? I think this is very good to tell your kids when they're younger and they're formulating, formulating who they are as people to never settle and to always, you know, look out for your best interest and all of that. But at some point, if you want a life partner, I think you do have to settle unless you find that person where you feel like you're not settling. But for the most part, like I, I, you know, all of my life, I think folks have always told me to not settle and to like wait for the right one and all that shit. And then like, I am here I am on 40 and have like never met the right one. And like, I am resentful of the advice that I was given and took. <laughs> did you not settle or did you not commit? And is, what's the difference to you? I, I don't think I settled. There's only been like two or three men who have ever asked me or wanted to be in a relationship with me. All the rest of them have been unrequited or like they just, it never got very far. But those two men were so, I don't want to be with somebody that I could run, run right over. And they were very passive. They were not masculine in the way that I need. And like for me to, if to me, for me to have settled with them, would have been a bad idea. But I think, 
I'm ta- I guess I'm just talking about like life choices. I, I just made some very specific choices to not be, not be promiscuous, not do certain things because I thought that like my due for purity was coming towards me. And like, after having gone through that desert of purity, no, it wasn't. I <laughs> just left 40 me. years, honey. She went through the desert, honey. Yeah. Yeah, but now, uh, you know, she's parting the sea. Uh, no, it's just Moses joke. So, um, Moses joke, a, a good joke, a good old Moses joke, honey. Biblical joke, 40 so, years. Um, yeah, the, the, the part of bliss walking down the aisle where her mom is like, Hey, you look at me, I got you, I got you. And she has her mom and her dad's kind of like feeling out that he should probably like be a little more positive in this moment and then he does and then they walk it down the aisle and the preacher's like who gives her away and uh you know the mom says we do and the dad says i do and be like we do it's we we both walk her down the aisle it's happy they both did um he gets there zach does the zach thing that Irina loves which is they start staring right at her like not blinking you know and it's that kind of thing you're like you better not be fucking staring at her like you're nervous because you're about to fuck up her life. You better be doing the thing that Irina loves where you just stare and blink at someone because you're so in love with them, I guess, or whatever. Like, it's your Zach thing. You know, like, if any man just, like, I'll be honest, if any man stared, I'm, not to pull Irina, I think that if a man was, like, I mean, if you are watching Patreon, you know exactly that I am, like, not blinking, staring intently, not smiling as much as just here presently. I am not going to tell you it's not creepy. You know, I mean, like, even if I was intently in love with someone, maybe if we're in the act of intimacy, can I does do such a thing? But even then I'd be like, I would kiss the person just to like, wouldn't have to see their eyeballs anymore. Just be like, oh, wow. I love that. People have done that to me. I get stared at, at intently often. And I, if it's somebody I don't want, I will stare right back at them. Just as, <laughs> just as awkwardly. <laughs> like if we're in public. Oh yeah, fully. If I like make eye contact with you and realize you're looking and then like look away and then I make eye contact with you a second time, my head doesn't turn. I'm like, <laughs> and we will stare at each other. Um, but if it's, if it's a guy it. that like, I hate it, <laughs> but sometimes they're like, don't you ever have those moments where you like have this like sort of like guttural reaction to somebody who I don't know, you're at like an event or something and you guys are just staring at each other. And I, this is what I do. I'm I'm a looker up and downer. Like I will be like staring at the person. And then if we keep keep looking, like if I need to break eye contact for whatever reason, I'll just be like. Oh, that yeah. is so bored. You are, you are yeah. a little, little eye whore. You are. <laughs> yeah, I will fully, I will fully, fully look them up and down and then just like come back up again um and stare and i i've done it to a to a guy that i a, a, the last guy i dated in, in california i did that to him one time we were somewhere and he was like we had already been intimate and everything and he was like <laughs> it always throws people off and i love doing it so like i i'm okay with the eye contact Ugh, i mean i it, it no i i i get 
immediately like uncomfortable. So I mean, I, if I was in a dom relationship, it would he it would be a it would be a tactic, you know, like it could really make me feel like jittery. But uh, I'm not. So let me just tell you this. Uh, he says yes, and she says yes because she really did fall in love with this person, and he's also an attorney, which is great for them. And she's like, she makes a cute joke. She's like, ha, 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 well, you know, we're signing this legal document, but you know, you can get us out of this, can't you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm marrying the best person here. Like she feels like she's marrying the best person here. It was just so funny because Irina, when she got him, was like, "Oh, honey, she dodged a bullet." You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, it is so interesting how someone's trash can be someone's treasure. Wow. Treasure. Okay, so then we get to episode uh, 13, which is the reunion, and Bliss oh, is all of a sudden married to Ben Affleck. Oh, uh. uh. You didn't think Zach looked like Ben Affleck? No. Oh my God, he 100% did. Wow. I I mean, I, I don't even know what to tell you. No, I didn't think of it. And then you're saying it to me. And even now I'm dumbfounded and shell-shocked, you know? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, but, uh, okay. So yeah, you know, obviously we're picking up with the fact that they couldn't record it, so... And we also learned that Jackie and Josh are not in attendance. They are not there, which They're is. Pissed. They're pissed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and then she's going to talk to them. Vanessa's going to talk to them, you know? And Vanessa's talk with them is like, is that a different person? I thought it was a completely, I was like, you look completely different in this scene. And also you are acting like a completely different person. Like, I, who the fuck is this person? Do you have a twin sister? Yeah, it was almost like she didn't recognize that Jackie is one of the villains of the season. So it's like Vanessa watched a different show than we did. And maybe it's because she met them. But she, I mean, she went in on Paul for not choosing Micah and saying that she wasn't motherly. She took that really, really close to the heart. Um, She talked to Irina, but let Irina ramble and talk about nothing. It it wasn't until Nick was like, okay, Irina, I hear you, but... (laughs) Like, please answer this. And she, I don't know. She just, to me, like when she went on, went in on Zach, when she's like, well, who said it, Zach, who did it? So what are you saying? Like, why are you, why are you going after Micah? She was fully on Micah's side. And it was just so weird when she's talking to Jackie and Josh, she's like, oh my God, you guys look so happy. And are you guys going to have some JJs? Like the amount of asking people if they're going to be pregnant because they've been together for a year. I'm like, she is hosting like it's, 2001 yeah i mean she again she's like hosting at like a family you know thanksgiving as well because it's like the invasive and questions i can't yeah she's be fucking nanas i mean she they she lost her mind but i will tell you this i mean we all have one i mean i she i don't think that she's ever been a bad host before i've never like i i just think that she was off one i'm i, I think that probably she's the producing she's the executive producer of the show and she's also hosting and it's also failing this i mean this tell-all is failing like on live tv our version of live tv like the head of netflix is there and stuff like that so i can only imagine it was an utter chaotic shit show and i can only imagine that she was like to the nth degree out of her mind anxious you know and i uh, and I will also say that, like, you know, I wonder what the producers were like there for her, you know, because she's wearing two hats, you know? So, like, it's it's very hard. 
that is where it's very fucking hard if you are really trying to put out fires behind the scenes then to have your energy be set in order to host a show like that like if your energy is up here because of whatever like i can't imagine the brain misfires and like the what she's trying to like hold her attention to i mean i you know i don't know anyway so i don't think that he looked like that but everyone looked good you know i think that um they go off and talk about how tiff you know fell asleep which you know is the cute thing of the time you know it's like there was not that many exciting moments of tiff and brit so they really want this to be the thing that happened with them what do you think of tiffany's lipstick choices oh i liked it i liked it oh she came in with red she she hardly ever did red the whole season so when she came in with red i was happy it was the it was the black or brown liner that i didn't like it was too it didn't blend well enough and it gave me like the 80s where you just like lined your lip with a dark color and just put a light color in between and didn't try to blend it. It was like, it was giving me like my Aunt Juanita in like 92, you know? Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. My Aunt Juanita in 92 was fly, but it was very a 92 lip. It was like a very freak Nick lip. Um, yeah, one more thing about stupid Vanessa Lachey. Didn't it feel like she was kissing every part of Micah's butthole? Like even to the point where like they showed Micah's like, again, uh, make a clip of her being a fucking bitch during the pods and no one asked Micah to even comment on it like she basically even Micah said later like why well, just been sitting back here watching him go to the fire like they really made Irina like call for that but like no one ever was like Micah you're a fucking bitch but then also yeah like Vanessa obviously again on Micah's side and then Vanessa was kind of bitchy towards Chelsea yeah it's like she wanted Chelsea to explain you know, why she did the things that she did. And Chelsea was like, listen, first of all, let me first of all say that the edit and and what was shown and done was not what we would have wanted. She said something like that, basically saying that the edit was kind of fucked up and that- um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which it was. Um, yeah, and it was. And she's just like, oh, every conversation after Mes- Mexico was pushing a narrative that wasn't theirs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so- you know, that's why there was some kind of confusion whether or not her and Kwame were going to be married was because of the way they edited it. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't appreciate that, but they came in kind of, I think Kwame did what he needed to do by apologizing. And he did the three layers of apology for the way it looked like. And then he, him and Micah, like they kept drilling in on him and Micah and how, you know, oh, well, Chelsea said that Micah said that they, um, that she was going to break up with him and Kwame said the same thing too so what does that mean and Kwame's like well we both had that conversation it just wasn't done they were like okay well then why'd you cry Kwame why'd you get so emotional yeah if if it wasn't you he's like because I still was in a relationship with her and then finally someone had to say look this pod situation is difficult and no one is there and doing it but us and all you get to see is like snippets and clips or like whatever yeah and they just went in too much the fact that these two are still married happily married after a year once I found out that it had been a year later Every question that anybody asked, I was like, you guys, they've been together for a year. This isn't season one where it was like three months later and some of them got divorced and some of them didn't. You know, this was like a full year afterwards. Chelsea had met Kwame's mom, which is amazing. You know, uh, Kwame had talked about the Alex thing, you know, like, I'll be honest, I may be very, very happy. I thought Chelsea, and I think of everyone on this reunion, that no one looked better than Chelsea and Kwame. I Correct. mean, the way that they presented themselves, the way that they um, expressed themselves. I mean, they really felt like they had done a lot of pre-work of what to yep. say. Yep. And, and, and I think that there was... And exacted too of of how to 
maintain your strength and boundaries while while taking responsibility and accountability. And you heard those words a lot, responsibility, accountability, words, actions. You'll hear that a lot. And then it's funny because I'll tell you the Marshall part was interesting as well for that part. Marshall, yeah, anyway, uh, maybe we should, we'll get there right No, again. tell us. Yeah, like having Marshall have to react and then uh, to the conversation to Jackie and Josh's pre-taped interview, as well as basically Jackie calling him sweet and or soft, which we can say can basically mean gay or homosexual. Yeah. 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 It's a homophobic way of saying that someone is like maybe perhaps suspicious and sort of suspectly gay. Like it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to say those words, but they want him to address it. And he is trying to just basically be like, I don't want to address it. It was a year ago. But then he's like, so Jackie stopped trying to like talk about it in the press or whatever, which I was like, oh, I think you should have just stopped it there. You know, like he kind of did an, another dig at Jackie. I, I don't quite understand exactly Jackie wasn't the one that released the text messages between Jackie and some friend where Jackie calls him soft or sweet. I'm sure that Jackie did not, or I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm assuming Jackie didn't want that to come out, you know, that she had, that she had said that, you know, like, I don't know. So I guess I don't understand why Marshall took it to offend that as if Jackie was maintaining some sort of fire to this story in the media. I think it's because she um, didn't immediately apologize and say, like, I shouldn't have said that that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of said things like one of her posts um, regarding that was like he was suspect, was saying something along, was keeping in the tone that he was suspect. And I'm like, this is a moot conversation. This is a conversation that we shouldn't even be having. Like, yeah, when I talk about shows and I, I watched, you know, Milf Manor, one of the boys, one of the guys, I was like, oh, he's definitely giving me gay vibes. But like, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think Jackie's allowed to have that opinion and say like, yeah, I, I think he's gay. Like he's giving me gay vibes, but I would say he's giving me gay vibes. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not giving, he's, the, the femme energy is too much for me or something, but there's ways to say it without, I don't know, sounding like it's wrong to be gay, you know? Yeah. It's, that's the part that he's sweet. It feels like there's something wrong to be gay or to be a femme black man, or, you know, you have to be a certain way. There's other connotations involved with the, the term sweet, um, especially coming from someone who you fell in love with in the pods. Right. It's like his voice when you were talking to him wasn't that or whatever. But when you got around him and he was sensitive and he wanted to talk to you, that means he's sweet. Like, that's what the thing that feels weird. Um, And so, you know, she kind of went on this campaign instead of her being like, hey, you know what? That was me just being drama. And Marshall wasn't that at all. They still kind of led to the fact that he was like like Mm. that, that he wasn't man enough. And like even when she's like he said something, he called me a derogatory name. Like he said he didn't call her a derogatory name. He just made a the comment about her strong jaw, which, you know, can be seen in a lot of ways, but I'm like, then don't say he called you a derogatory name. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a very interesting back and forth is that we realized that in a conversation she goes, she says what she said in the text to his face and that he swipes back to say that she looks like a man, mm-hmm. you know, like just 
just a blow for blow kind of thing. And, you know, I think that there's probably no one, there's not probably a lot coming. There's probably not anything you can really come back from that kind of conversation. At least I don't think so. You know, like I think once that conversation happens, it was probably obvious you're probably not going to like get married and she probably wasn't going to go and try on the dress, which you know, which of course is what happened, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think he felt like she could have at least got to the altar and gave him the moment to, to go through all that. Um, and I, I guess I can see that from a producer point of view or from the point of view of being on the show. But why, why would he, can I ask why does he think that he's owed that? Um, because it's a reality show and part of it is to go down the aisle and, and do make the answers there. Yeah, but he, he, I guess he's like, oh, I was slighted then and I'm a slighted now. Like, he doesn't get to, because he, of course, as we said, they're not there, right? They're phoned in or whatever. And he's like, I was slighted then and I was slighted now by them not coming, you know, and I can't say my piece or whatever. And I kind of want to be like, no one owes, no one owes you anything. You know, like, I don't think that, I mean, like, they broke up. We saw it. You know, yeah, like- but you're on a. I, I get what he's saying. I I see what you're saying too. But I think if this were real life, or not a reality show, I think you'd be right for her not to show up to things. But the I kind of respect the fact that Irina showed up to the reality to the to the reunion. She looks great. I think she looks great. Also. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, she she's did. like definitely. They got tanned by this. Like, listen, they must be hanging out because they both got tanned at the exact same time, honey. You know, but they were just like, we're gonna sit over here and look as hot as possible and be on this solitary couch you know you guys i mean i don't want to tell you this is like such a weird i i i also feel like it's weird that we don't know that why the is the calvin klein photo shoot why is that not done yet it's been a year i don't understand why, why did we see the pictures are we tell me the photograph per, the photo, photographer won't give you the license but like the fact that they don't have the pictures yet of their engagement photos it was a year ago and those underwear that would seem weird and also they absolutely should have a calvin klein uh sponsorship going. yeah they should i mean really they i mean single-handedly chelsea makes me want to buy calvin klein i wouldn't be surprised if their sales went up a little bit for her doing that you've already not- have you i thought you you literally already told me that she did didn't she did you buy some i didn't buy it yet i looked at it and then i was like oh, i don't like these colors i want to do something bright like hers and hers are pink and then hers were yellow and i was like i want yellow and pink you know um, but also I hated the audience. I hated that they had a live audience. I always, yeah, they were like, boo, no, no, you don't get to, this girl has already got shit on by the internet. You, you don't get to shit on her in person. Like, that's where I draw the fucking line. Like, I, I don't know. People need to, it's one thing for us to talk shit about them on the internet. And I get it. Like that, that sucks as well. But in real life, I hope nobody's coming up to her like in, macy's or in the h&m being like boo you're irene like could you imagine what people are doing like talking about her and whispering about her when she goes out in public yeah no i i know and and i think nick lachey does give her the grace that she showed up which i mean you know at least someone in that family has some if i were Um, vanessa i would have been like hey guys like we're not doing that no but Vanessa was just i lost her goddamn mind yeah irina is so funny because we have always we 
have seen Irina apologize the entire time. We know an Irina apology. We've already seen it. You know, like she's been apologizing the time, like, oh, you know, I'm just so sorry. It's just I get, you know, you know, people don't understand me. I'm bad and mean. I just, you know, some of them apologize because I'm in my mental and I'm tired. You know, like we've seen it all. Like her, like it's just a lot of self victimization and like deflecting, 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 and then using words like I will try. I'll be responsible. I'm gonna live on and make it better. I'm gonna da 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 da. But it's like so much words where you're like this is like a, a chat AI robot just like spouting at me, you know, like I'm like, is there, I'm sorry, is there, but yeah. like, is one thing landing? Like you, you really do. You really can see if when someone's conversing with you, it, when they understand the words that they're saying and whether they are connected to them at all. I mean, in, this person is a psychopath. I think they're just like, well, she, yeah, you know. she kept saying that, um, she just went in there very selfish and she thought it was like her about her on the reality show and that, you know, she didn't want to go to Mexico, but the producers made her, but she almost didn't. She kind of said it. She alluded Mm -hmm. to it. The fact that she wanted to go home, but they were like, no, just go to Mexico. And Mm -hmm. she was like, okay, I'll just go to Mexico. And then she said when she came out and she saw him and she felt unsafe. And she's like, not that I thought that he would do something to me, but I knew then it wasn't the right choice for me. And I, and I'm just like, because love isn't blind. Like she could have said, you know what? Love isn't blind for me. It's like the person that I got to know when I saw him, it, I guess I just, I don't know. For me, honestly, it would not have deterred me unless he looked like Osama. Like somebody would have had to come out looking butt-ass for me to be like, I've talked to you for 20 hours a day for the last three weeks and I'm seeing you and I'm like, no. Yeah. Love, love is not blind. I'm going to be honest. Love is not blind. You know, like, I don't think so. I, I think that there has to be, I think that there's beauty in everyone and not everyone's attracted to everyone. So there was whatever chemistry and whatever little magic that happens and whatever fairy land that I guess Cupid lives in. I'm not quite sure how love works, obviously. Like I think a stork delivered me and I'm pretty sure like I was a hatch and an egg, but like, yeah, I, I think that there has to be a little mix of you finding someone interesting, attractive, you know, noteworthy, beautiful, you know, whatever. And, and you feel something in their presence. Like there's the food. It's just a way that they make you feel playing upon all the sensory elements that you take in as a human being, you know, and beauty and eyes are one of that. And smell is one of that, you oh, know, yeah, smell and- is super important. Yeah. Love is not blind. It love is, love is not nose, nose, the blind. love. Yeah. Love is not yeah. nose blind. Cause let me tell you, right. If you come out and you don't smell right, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, love is not deaf. What if you were married somebody talk like this, you know, like, you know, like, could you do it? You know, I mean, like- no, you would hear them. You're in the pause. You hear them. Yeah. I would stop that a voice immediately. Okay. So what if there was a, okay, then fine. What if there was a different show called love is death is, is love death. Love is blind. Love is death. <laughs> and the love is death is just, you see someone. Okay. And you're just like, <laughs> you just like wave high. You're you like, hi. It's like, it's like Eric and Ariel, you know, it's a lot of Eric and Ariel. They're like, I think, you know, like, they're just like, hi, how are you? And you're like, I'm good. How are you? And you're like, you're like so hot. And then you get outside, you hear their voice. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it, for whatever reason, it's, it's, you know, whatever reason, because it, it could be up and down. It could be everything. It just is, it could be whatever the voice is. And, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just being I don't know, but I know for sure smell love loves olfactory glands. Yeah. Is, I couldn't do it. Uh, but Could you be with someone that had really rough skin, like just like prickly skin, just like their whole skin, just like maybe bumps all over their skin, you know, like I've never felt that. So I don't quite know. Okay. We have a show, I guess, to talk about anyway. Uh, yeah. Great. I will tell you this. Uh, this was a weird season that I definitely enjoyed watching, but didn't really like any of the couples. I guess now, having said that, definitely Chelsea and Kwame are my favorite couple. And the only reason why I say they're not one of my favorites is because they are right. They got a shitty edit. They Their edit made us feel like Kwame wanted someone else and then got stuck in a situation where someone who was very smart was like might as well just be with me and he was like i don't want to sacrifice that she's like we have to sacrifice with everyone and i'm your best bet and then he was like you are no that's true okay (laughs) that's Um, not what happened i think that she's amazing but like that's what the narrative kind of was right yeah yeah um i do want to apologize to kwame for a assuming that he didn't love his name yeah um, yeah. Two, I also want to apologize for him to him for talking shit about him being in Portland and, and applying to a show that's in Seattle because Brett fully lives in Portland too. Um, so <laughs> you're right, it was for the Pacific Northwest. And so he applied. And so, yeah, some people were from Portland and some people weren't. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that Kwame and Chelsea, well, Chelsea's my favorite. My favorite couple is Zach and Bliss, honestly, because I really did root for them. Um, and I love that the couples all hung out with each other for that full year. And I love the fact, and this is so peaceful that they got to live a full year without anybody knowing who they were. And they got to truly get to know each other without the public eye. And now a year later, they're having to kind of see the show for the first time, talk through whatever frustrations that they had. Bliss got to see, how shitty Irina was to him from the jump. And I think it just probably made them a lot stronger and I'm happy for them. And I hope that they, you know, are able to make it. (sighs) Well, you guys listen, more shows or people plug the hole that is their profound loneliness for one more night with someone else. And we'll see how long it lasts. One night only. One, one night, night only. I was gonna do a little harmony. You didn't like it. Come, no, it's just that it's a delay on my end. Oh. Come on, big baby, come on. One night only. We only have till dawn. Okay, my loves, here we are. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you haven't yet, give us five stars. You know you deserve it. Uh, You deserve it, is what I just said. You deserve to give us five stars. You deserve to go through your phone and push buttons. You deserve that. Uh, I don't know what you did wrong, but um, I'm going to give you work to do. However, no, thank you so much for doing it. It's just annoying, but free. Here's other free, annoying things to do to help us along the road. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Boom, boom, boom. 
Okay, sorry. I just want to give her a little something. She she perked up. Okay, so on Instagram, you can look up at DocuSweeties. And we're also on TikTok at DocuSweeties. On Twitter at DocuSweeties1. However, the whole time we've been giving you not just the musical theater and all of the singings in the fields. We've been giving you face, honey, face, face, face. Absolutely no pictures. But face, face, face. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, um, uh, you know, look at the faces. Wow, how? You can do that on patreon.com slash docusweeties or $10 a month. We only have one tier, but it's great because you get the videos as soon as we drop them in the Patreon uh, timeline. You also get a live every first Monday of the month where you get to have a little shoot the shit with Chris and I and we show you our favorite things like Oprah. Um, We also do like extra stuff like docusweeties with docuseries that just get put up and, you know, nobody else gets to see it for a while or I watched season one of 90 Day Fiance and I promised that I would talk about it at some point in my life and i will so you know little cute things like that so or if you just want to support us if you're like hey these gals are great and i want to support them until you know the podcast takes off and they're making millions of dollars an episode um you should do that it's only two like cups of starbucks coffee you know a month right Mm -hmm. you got it you can do it um all right guys thank you so much for joining us and you know we'll talk to you later bye bye